0: On yes, Clocks on the stove. Like, Clocks on. on the stove. Hey man, I don't know what he said clock on the stove, but they
1: better take they ass home. Yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Clocks on the Stove. Today's episode will be entirely based on recapping this past college football season we had. Um, you know, me and Zach always talk about it, and I feel like it's a common uh, reoccurrence in our conversations is How long it takes for football season to come. And then when it does come, it goes by in a fucking second. So um yeah, a lot of great things this season, a lot of fun, a lot of happy, sad, mad, upset, confused. But at the end of the day, it was college football and I loved every second of it. And it sucks that it's gone like that because it felt like it just came here, you know? Um, but yeah, let's, let's just recap. We're literally just gonna go over every the good, bad, ugly, everything we could think of that was important that happened this season starting us off last as we go into bowls of course there's still bowl games uh as of this weekend we have our 10 division one conference champions utsa took up the cusa utah with the pac-12 kansas state with the big 12 toledo with the mac troy with the sunbelt shout out marquise uh georgia with the sec Tulane with the aac fresno state with the mountain west michigan with the big 10 and Clemson with the ACC. Pretty – uh, nothing too too crazy in there, in my opinion.
0: Um, Not – like, I mean, postpartum, like, after the conference championship games, I, I would say I'm not too surprised with how it ended up. But the championship games themselves uh, had some surprise. Um, I know last week when we went over our predictions, um, we kind of knew either TCU or USC was going to lose. I just didn't think it would be both of them. Personally, I thought there was no way it was going to fall into the committee's hands. um, And they were going to do what they had to do. Um, I mean, going through the list, you know, Clemson, like we said, they've won theirs. um, Not looking the same Michigan winning the big 10. That was kind of surprised. I, I thought Ohio State would play better, but I guess Ryan Day is just a bitch.
1: Would um, you say Michigan winning the Big Ten was a surprise, or winning the Big Ten East because it was inevitable in my opinion that the winner of the Big Ten East was winning the Big Ten?
0: I mean, yeah, just more surprising winning the Big Ten East. Um, I mean, we'll we'll touch on it later with my issues with the uh, divisions within each conference. Um, I think they're dog shit. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that now. Um, Outside of that, Georgia, obvious winner of the SEC. They're literally unstoppable right now. Um, terrifying, in fact. Utah winning the Pac-12, kind of insane. Um, just not insane from the sense that I didn't think they could beat with USC, but to absolutely blow them out of the water. Now, you can bitch want and complain and say, oh, Caleb Williams was hurt. You were already losing. I'm sorry. Yeah, guys.
1: they're getting dead. You guys are down by like 15 um, yeah. when that happened.
0: Yeah, Caleb Williams um, not having a hamstring isn't going to suddenly remind you how to uh, tackle a fucking football player because, oh, my God, if I have to – I, I felt I feel like I was in a fever dream. We were in Orlando for this fight this past weekend. We were sitting in an Applebee's, and I got to watch the worst defensive performance of my entire life take place while I waited an hour and a half for some margaritas. Um, this is not an endorsement of Applebee's. Applebee's, go fuck yourself. Yeah, we're we Chili's guys. Yeah, we're big chilies guys. If even if Applebee's offered me, like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be reasonable with this price range. Even if they offered <laughs> us a certain amount, even if they, they offered us a certain amount of money to sponsor us, I wouldn't accept. I would try my hardest to not accept,
1: or I'd accept uh, and just not eat at Applebee's.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. I'm not fucking talking about your Cheeto bullshit, whatever advertising you got going on. Anyway. Caught too much on a tangent. Fuck you, Applebee's. Um, Outside of that, big not fuck you um, to Kansas State because you made me look like a goddamn genius um, due to my preseason conference projections. Uh, Colin Klein and Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, all you boys, congratulations on winning the Big 12. Y'all deserve it. Um, But I am so glad that TCU's in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and it was sad to see Dugan literally put the fucking state of Texas on his back and not be able to get the win. It is crazy, though, how it was like the exact same thing as last year, basically.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, history repeats itself. Uh, We'll never fucking learn. Uh, It's kind of just who we are. But I mean, outside of that, let's actually get into uh, some of these conference recaps, Um, because I know before the season, we had our own little idea of how we thought things would play out. Obviously, nothing goes to plan. um, But that's what makes that's what separates the good from the great is how well you're able to bounce back from the shit you don't prepare for. agreed. What is it? What's it how does it all go? It's like not preparing to, not preparing at all as preparation for failure, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah.
1: Separation yeah. Separation caused by preparation. Yes. That's a good one. Exactly. That's a good one. I'll
0: make a t-shirt that. Anyway, let's start things off with our power six. Interesting that we say power six, not power five, if y'all don't know with the new playoff format, pretty much the seedings you're going to have six guaranteed bids and six at large bids you're going to have your conference championship winner from your big six you're already familiar with the uh, power five sec pac-12 big 12 big 10 and acc what's adding to that is the aac the american athletic conference if you're not too familiar with that those are teams such as cincinnati which i believe they're leaving but cincinnati usf yeah yeah it's doing all those guys um We'll get into that a little bit more, how we think that's going to help out the playoff and kind of add a a bit more diversity. However, let's just start off with our main Power Five schools, starting with the SEC, the top dogs. Kind of a weird breakdown um, from this year. I'll kind of launch us into this. Early on in the season, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, Kentucky and Will Levis. Now, he's a top prospect, and he was going to lead them uh, under Stoops. They are going to have a lot of good things going. Look, not going to lie, started off great, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. They had a big fall from grace. It wasn't pretty, and they kind of ended up as an irrelevant school. They, back
1: they and, started uh, off four zero and finished six and six. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty typical, pretty typical of a Kentucky-led team. Um, I just never see them like dominating the SEC so long as teams in like Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Dude, that was year.
1: big on Kentucky going into this year. I thought they had the opportunity to upset. I thought they had the opportunity to go eleven and one and only lose to Georgia.
0: I mean, shit happens. Um, obviously some injuries kind of screwed them as well, but that's a part of the game injury. There's a reason why you have a depth chart and it's because people are going to get injured. Next man up mentality. Keep Uh, another kind of surprise from the season. Um, South Carolina, you know, I'm not going to say they did great or whatever, but you know, some late wins over some pretty good teams, um, were kind of shocking to me. They found their way into the top 25 to end the season. Um, and I feel like they were written off really early. And rightfully so. I mean Spencer rather just hadn't played up to expectations. They just weren't good.
1: I'm sense. still not sold on them, to be honest with you though. I don't think I think Beamer's a cool guy and I think he's gonna bring culture there and stuff. But I mean, yeah, those two wins at the end of the year are great, but let's not forget they lost to Georgia or excuse me, they lost to Florida, they've lost to um they've they've lost to a bunch of not that good teams. Like, yeah, they went seven and four or seven and five. They went seven and five. Did a good year, they finished with two top five wins, which is awesome. But I, the, it's consistency, I, you know. I don't think they're that good still. Spe- and everyone's talking about how good Spencer Rattler is like, he didn't suck in the beginning of the year, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm, like you said, not too sold on them at all. Um, another team I'm not really sold on just because of how bad they fell off. Tennessee was kind of lost in translation, um, you know, from a team that was literally riding the highest of highs. Once they lost to Georgia, no one gave a shit about them. Like they were pretty much like, "Hey, well they were get
1: they were like when they lost to Georgia, they were like holding on to that. All right, if we just win out, we'll get the four seed, which I do believe. So I think if they didn't lose to South Carolina, they would have gone in over Ohio State personally. But yeah, then they got were. blown out by South Carolina. I hate Tennessee, and they just lost their OC, so they'll probably and they're going to lose like half of their roster. But yeah. they were fun to watch, dude. They put up points this year. They yes. put up points.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, they were extremely fun to watch. Uh, Hyatt, one of the best wide receivers in the country, him and Hen and her hugging up game after game. Um, that was literally insane. Um, and, you know, it's kind of one of those stories where, like, you watch back and when you go over old highlight tapes, like when you look up, like, YouTube highlights or whatever, like, that that duo is going to pop up a lot. And it, it's for a reason. You know, they've been great. Another team that I feel is usually a – Really big talked about topic year in and year out, um, and that's going to be no different here, is Alabama. Um, I think one of the biggest things that kind of screwed them over is um, missing the conference championship because they really couldn't control their own destiny. Their destiny was out of their hand at that point. It was literally just who was going to lose in their conference championships and whether or not they'd be able to fall out. Look, I get it. I'm going to put it like this, short and sweet. They are one of the top four teams in the country. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Talent wise, they are. But the reason why we moved from a BCS national championship style format of just one versus two seed and implemented a four seed, which is, will now translate to a 12 seed format, is because teams like UCF, your TCUs, your non regarded powerhouses that end up having great seasons deserve the chance to play for glory. Like that, you play your entire season for that title at the end of the year. You, won, you honest, won
1: the game with. You you won the game with the cards you were dealt. And so you yes. shouldn't be you should be punished for
0: doing that. Yeah. And now I completely understand uh, Alabama and, and their defense. Both your losses came on the road to top 10 teams in the country at the I time. I combined four points. I combined four points. It is a terrible way to go out. However, you look at any other team in the top four, there's plenty of games you could have done the same thing with them if they would have lost by those two points. Guess what? They would be in the same position you are. And you'd be bitch money complaining. Now, what I don't like is you have a man of Nick Saban's caliber going on national television and literally trying to grope the balls of the college football playoff committee. Yeah, like literally on his Sucking him off. Yeah, hands and knees, just like begging and pleading, like please let me suck your dick, like please, like I'll do any, I'll do anything. He's like, like he's you-
1: not, he's he's like that. Uh, you know what Nick Saban reminds me of? Nick Saban reminds me of like that ex girlfriend that you still fuck occasionally because like she's still really hot, but then like. You kind of want to stop fucking because you're starting to like catch feelings, and they're like, remember, <laughs> "Remember those memories we had? Like, remember that? Remember that that date we went on? I remember when we did this. Remember when we did that?" And and you're just like, "Yeah, I don't care anymore. I don't care."
0: You know, he's talking I'm about like,
1: too. "Look at all the titles we got. Like, look at all these things we did." And the committee's just like, "Yeah, dude. Like, we're done. Like, we got our nut in and get out.
0: Yeah, get out." Um, that that <laughs> is so accurate there. I think they're just tired of them. They were like, "Oh my god, we have a chance to like not put you in." Like, holy shit. Fuck yeah! Like, get out of here. Um, I do
1: agree, though. The one thing I will admit is, going into the season, I hated Alabama. I'm like, fuck Alabama. I know I'm tired of seeing them win. I'm tired of seeing them win. And I'm gonna be honest. I kind of like. It is a little sad not seeing them in there. I think mostly because I like Bryce Young so much, um, as well as it's like people are right. The college football has such an issue of sh- such a short mindset. Like people are writing them off like they're shit. They went ten and two, and they were they're they're still amazing. They're still yeah. amazing. Like, I feel yeah. like people are writing them off so hard. And I told this to Zach um, before the pod started, if Alabama somehow got the four over Ohio State, I would confidently say I think they win the natty. I think yeah. their adjustments are just better than anybody else.
0: Yeah, like Nick Saban isn't going to show up to the same party twice and bring the same gift. Uh, that's yeah. how I'll put it. Um, you're not going to go bring any gift, again. actually. Yeah, yeah, he's really just going to show up and be like, you're lucky I showed up. Fuck yeah, you. Um, I am your gift. Yeah, yeah. What? there was that one Kanye quote. It's like, um, my presence, my presence is a present. Yeah. That's what he said. That is, that is Nick Saban for you. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, another thing I'll say about Alabama real quick, uh, Bryce Young, definitely best quarterback in Alabama school history. Look, I think this year and last year was one of Alabama's least talented rosters compared to years past. Like you look at, the Tua's, the Brian Robinson's, the Najee Harris, the Mac Jones, the defensive studs, John Mechie, Jamison Williams. Like I can go down the list of that 2019 LSU Alabama game where literally every player that was called is a starter on a professional team at this point. Bryce Young took that shit over and still won a Natty and Heisman in his first year as a freshman, which is kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking gross. And then now –
1: He won a Natty?
0: Did he win the natty no, no, no! Sorry, he went to the Natty, lost. Sorry, yeah. still won the Heisman, and then played a Georgia team which literally had God, um, everywhere on the depth chart, like literally insane. Still played his bet, like still played a good game. Just unfortunate that you had to run into that. Um,
1: and well, like, dude, he doesn't like, and like Caleb talked about it too in the last pod. Like, he doesn't get enough love just because like they're not in the number one team. And I feel like that's part of the problem is when you go to a school like Alabama, if you don't win, people don't care about you. You know, that's just that's the standard. That's that's how it is. And I'm not blaming him for the losses. I'm just saying if if Bryce Young was at a Tennessee or an Auburn or like you know a Michigan or something else, like yeah. and he had and he did what he did this year, he'd be getting a lot more love, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. It's just kinda it's just kind of how it is.
1: You know, you kind yeah, of, let's uh let's move on from Alabama. Let's wrap up the SEC real quick. The last thing we got is LSU. Man had a great fucking season under Brian Kelly. Yeah, you shit the bet against Texas A&M. Shit happens. Overall though, as your first. By the way,
0: by the way, we're talking about the same Texas A&M team, which did suck, but for some reason, only lost to Alabama by like four points. Played pretty much every top twenty-five team within a one-possession game outside of like one or two. Like they played. Up when they when they were playing better level of competition. Well, they, dude, they it, had
1: wasn't, the- it wasn't the players; it was the coach. They, they have the best players in the field. It's the number one recruiting class. Like they are yeah. literally on paper the best players in the country. Yeah. But so they're gonna keep games close because they're good. But at the end of the day, if they don't, they're not calling the plays. You know, they're not the ones scheming and doing strategies and shit.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But yeah, so. LSU just like I said, finish it off. Um, Jimbo, oh, you've got to add that in there. Jimbo sucks. Happy he sucks. Can't wait to watch him leave and then probably get a shitty coaching job or probably just sit on the bag, honestly. And Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly is going to win an SEC championship in his tenure at LSU, in my opinion.
0: I do think that is true. However, I'm going to say this. It has to be once Nick Saban retires.
1: I yeah, hope he'll, he'll be there. Nick Saban's only got like three to four more years in him, Haas.
0: Yeah. that's what I'm saying like, after that four years, then Brian Kelly can be like, it's my time. Like, with his fake LSU accent that he adds on for recruiting purposes, which, hey, do what you got to do, man. Yeah, do what you got to do. do it. Hey, if it works for Ed Orgeron, I promise it might work for you if you do it well enough. I still think it's shit, but hey, if you're owning it, you're owning it with pride. Hell yeah. Outside of that, yeah, wraps up SEC. Let's move into our second Power 5 conference, the Pac-12. This one was interesting. Because of how it played out at the end. Look, Lincoln Riley, I am gonna hate on you forever and always. And you can't even be the national state of Mormons. Let's be honest here. Utah owns you. You got obliterated. Um, the first game was actually much closer. Um holy shit, what the hell is happening? Um, sorry about that. Something happened with okay, I see what you added now. Anyway. Within the Pac-12, um, yeah, Lincoln-Riley didn't hold. Sorry, breaking record. news, breaking yeah, news. Uh,
1: Justin Verlander just agreed to play with the Mets for three years. Yeah, officially signed.
0: That's yeah, awesome. 3 times
1: uh, Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander agrees to contract with the Mets. Crazy. Yeah,
0: unfortunately for the Mets, this is probably going to end terribly for them. Justin Verlander will probably immediately hit his cliff and fall off. Um, that, that's just how the Mets work. Uh, I don't write the rules. Anyway, um, similar to the Mets, um, USC never holding expectations. Never. So much hype, complete dog shit. Um, now look, I get no, it. No, they
1: they 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 still had a good year. Like yeah, they still had a, a great
0: year. But yeah, but let's be honest. I don't. I think the entire world wanted to watch you lose just so we can get our James uh, draws video. Yeah. And let's be honest, it did not fail. That the shit was fire. Cool. That shit was awesome. So long as he is making TikToks, I will prey on USC's downfall. Um, But I need him to be just relevant enough to where his videos don't come out often because he probably would drop a USC video every time it happened. Um, So I need need that time frame in between. Um, Outside of that, unfortunately, Caleb Williams had to go down with an injury. He probably won't even play in the bowl game. They're going to get smacked. Lincoln Riley, you'll probably never play in the big game, let's be honest. Even if you do make it to the playoff, that one seed is going to whoop that ass. Um, yeah,
1: I just, I just think I don't. I'm not saying USC had a bad year. They went what ten and two. Yeah, they had a great fucking no, though eleven and two. They had a great year, but when you're going into the season with telling everyone saying you're, you have a shot of winning the Natty, and then you lose by what twenty to Utah, it's not that great of a year, Hoss.
0: Yeah, um, like we said, Big Twelve just doesn't play defense. Yeah, Pac-12, sorry. I always get that mixed up. But um Pac-12 just doesn't play defense, plain and simple. Um, and that's no different for any team there. I'm kinda I don't know if I want to add any more to USC because I just feel like I have nothing good to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean the
1: other thing I put down is Oregon, like I understand they got like all there was all this hype of like Oregon getting a Georgia affiliated guy, you know they're getting all this, they're getting that. Like George, Oregon's back. Like they're getting Bo Nix. Like they had this like Cinderella story written for them, and then they did. I felt like they were the exact same Oregon team we've seen the last five years. They lose their their game, their opening game against an SEC team, which they do all the time. Then they have a historic comeback, and then they shit the bed at the end and didn't make the conference championship. I feel like it's the same exact Oregon story as the last four fucking years. I feel like nothing changed.
0: And they even got a new coach. They got that Georgia. Um, no, that's
1: what I'm saying, though. I'm saying, like, they got all this new shit, but it's, it was the same outcome. Like, they were just right there and couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. You know, um, like they say, no matter how many three billion uniform combinations you have, not going to fix the shit that's on the field. Um, yeah, facts. Or at no, least that's I, I,
1: I do think Dan Lanning is going to do well there. I'm not shitting on Dan Lanning. I'm just saying it's funny how, like, college football is so similar year in and year out, even with the changes and things that happen on top of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, not much. Another team in there, another California team, UCLA. DTR had them boys rolling. Chip uh, Kelly, yeah, Chip Kelly had them boys rolling early. Had some good upsets early in the year. They're playing good football. Didn't I just literally stop hearing about them? Uh, mm-hmm. it? Made no it facts.
1: Be- yeah, it's like they didn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, it may just be because they play at 10 o'clock at night every fucking week, and I just don't give a shit to watch football that late. I mean, I'm probably blacked out by that point, if we're being honest. Uh, I'm definitely not awake. Um, and if I am, I'm probably – I have better stuff to do. Yeah,
1: I'm watching. not watching the UCLA game.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I They've got to fix that. They Like, I think they have to ban it at this point. I don't think anyone wants to watch that shit um, other than the people that live in California. But, uh, hey, guess what? Wake up earlier, loser. Um, uh, the, I don't think the left the left people in right? California care to watch the UCLA game. You ever seen their home games? Yeah, you're not lying. You are not lying at all. Um, yeah, not like we play in one of the most historic environments ever and we lie about attendance records and no one shows up to our home games. Um, regardless, I digress. Another team in there uh, in the Pac 12 that I also never hear about outside of maybe one to two games a year where they pull off an upset is Oregon State. Dude, this team, I could not name you a fucking player on the roster.
1: I couldn't either, but I feel like every time I hear about them, they do something crazy.
0: Yeah, every time it's like, oh my god, like Oregon State put off the upset, or like, oh my god, they almost beat uh, USC by. Force yeah, like steps.
1: I, I don't know who their coach is. I couldn't name you a single player on their roster. I know nothing about them. I, I know their defense is solid. They're supposed to have a good defense, and their quarterback sucks. That's all I know. That's yeah. literally all I know. Pretty
0: shocking. Pretty shocking, considering that. They actually play defense, and they still suck. Um, Usually in the Pac-12, what happens is it's the team with the best defense or the most competent defense gives them, like, a good chance to win a lot of games because, let's be honest, your offense can figure it out when they drop eight men in coverage and none of them can tackle or play coverage. So that helps. Um, Yeah, you know, not much to say. Uh, Another team, shout out Michael Penix for Washington. They kind of were the best team in the back 12, in my opinion. Um, they started
1: outside. off – they did the, the exact opposite of UCLA. They started off like shit, and they were just so good.
0: Yeah. Because um, they had – they had, like – they would have a really big win and then just, like, a really tough, close loss. But because that close loss happened, you just, like uh,
1: – like Well, and their losses were bad. They lost, like, Arizona.
0: Yeah, and UCLA. Which was so like
1: UCLA straight. That one's, I mean, they just they shouldn't have lost to the extent they did, but like the Arizona loss was like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, like just really weird. Um, but I mean, the Pac 12 is always fucking weird. Dude. Like it, just such a weird conference. And just like their brother conference, the Big 12, um, which honestly, let's just transition right into, they also are just a really weird conference. Yeah,
1: they're like the, I think the Big 12 and the Pac 12 are the same. They're just in different geographical locations.
0: The Pac-12 is the liberal side of football, and the Big 12 is like the conservative yeah,
1: side. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, that that's kind of how I view this partnership. Um, Pac-12 plays no defense, only high-fired offense. Big 12, same thing, just a little bit weirder, um, to say the least. Well,
1: no, I do agree me. with what you wrote, though. Um, the no conference – the no – excuse me – the no divisions in the Big 12 makes it a lot more fun, and it makes it a lot more interesting – Something I want to bring up, though, is the Big 12 curse happened again. Every single team beat each other. Kansas beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat Iowa State. Iowa State beat West Virginia. West Virginia beat Baylor. Baylor beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat Texas. Texas beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat TCU. TCU beat Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma finished the circle beating Kansas. Every single team. The the circle's over. It's just the the Big 12. It's Big yeah. Twelve, bro. It's Big Twelve and Pac 12. They fucking all beat each other every year, I swear. Yep.
0: It's just how it is. Um, it's a circle of life in college football. It's a beautiful thing. Never change. Uh, Big 12. You are who you are. Going back though to the no divisions and conferences, um, and why I'm such a big fan of it. Um, I'll go on a little rank here. Um, look, I'm gonna be honest. Look at some of how the other conference championships played out and you'll start to understand um, why it occurred the way it did. You know, if the Big Ten would have been run the same way that the Big 12 did, we would have had an Ohio State-Michigan rematch in the conference championship. Who wouldn't want to see that? If you were to look at the SEC – let me pull up the SEC real quick. It
1: would have been – it would have probably been the same thing.
0: It would have been Jordan. it would, Georgia, no, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, yeah, it would have been
1: Georgia. It would have been the same thing. No, it would have been Georgia-Tennessee. Yeah, it would have been Georgia-Tennessee. Yeah, it have been Georgia-Tennessee.
0: Who doesn't want to see that? Or
1: Georgia-Alabama. Either or. Nah, Tennessee okay. won. It, it, it was a three-way tie. I already watched the thing on this. It was a three-way tie between LSU, Alabama, and Tennessee with two losses. But Tennessee won the head-ons with these two, so they would jump them.
0: Oh, yeah. So, it would have been Georgia-Tennessee Tennessee, rematch. Um, obviously, towards the end, I wouldn't want to see it just because Hendon Hooker was out with an ACL. But if injuries held up, that would have been much better oh, Awesome!
1: Game. That would have been such a great game.
0: Yeah, because one of the biggest things that Tennessee was bitching about the whole year is if that was neutral site. That game would have been different. Guess what? Prove it. There you go. Well, um, oh, I
1: mean, it's 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 more neutral site, but you're still in fucking Atlanta, Georgia.
0: I mean, yeah, fair. Um, by the way, they have to change that. That's such fucking bullshit. Um, I I feel like the if it's gonna be a neutral site game, it cannot be within. Either well, the, the
1: idea of it is to make it like a geographical neutral site, where like Atlanta's in the southeast, Arlington, Texas was in like Texas. the The one it for uh, Dr Pepper's in North Carolina, was ACC. But like, yeah, but
0: that's such I mean, dude.
1: Realistically, we had Purdue played in Indiana. That's basically a home game. TCU played in Texas. That's basically a home game. UNC played in North Carolina. It Was basically a home game. And Georgia played in Georgia. It was basically a home game.
0: Yeah, my proposal from here on out is neutral side games should be played in south korea just south korea far so away do like doman like fucking alaska yeah just like put that shit in the middle like blue mountain state style like make them duke it out in the cornfields and like what you should honestly do is you should kidnap both teams in the middle of the night on a friday and just throw them into like a open like like canyon or like a field and you're just gonna be like well, like when they're freaking out, they're like, where am I? you just throw shoulder pads on the ground and be like, This is neutral site, like this yeah. is what it is. No like fans, no of-
1: no nothing, just how much do you want to win this fucking game?
0: Yeah. Yes. It's just painted on fans on like the walls, and they're just like forcing them to watch. they so like play fake crowd noise that like echoes through the fucking canyon. They they like they maybe bring like a air like a aircraft uh or like uh AC one thirty flies over, and just drops like forty crates of water and it's like this these are your rations for the game. It's like if you go to overtime, someone may die just because you may not have food. Um, that's how I think it should be played. Fuck the neutral site. I think it's stupid. It's um, not even that neutral. neutral. Never. It never is. There's always going to be someone that has more. It's just how it is. Um. But yeah, enough of that little uh, tangent. Yeah, bringing kind of it
1: back playing. to the uh, the Big Ten. Sony Dykes Coach of the Year, I don't think there's any other argument to give it to anyone else. I'm sorry.
0: Wait, wait, Big 12. You said Big Ten on accident.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yes, Big 12. Um. There's no, Who who else do you give it to? And no. I'm not even talking about Big 12 coach of the year. I'm talking about coach of the year in college football. Yeah, you to period.
0: Guys. period. You went from SMU, which was not really like a dominant powerhouse school. Um, but you from what you made them, they kind of were disgusting. They, then, you then, you go good, to, yeah. then you go to TCU, who last year really wasn't like super big within the Big 12. You know, there were other teams that were protected to win. And you just beat the shit out of everyone. Like, you had your close games. I'll give you that. But, like, every team has its close In your teams. first year ever
1: as a Power 5 coach,
0: you you're were a regular the
1: season Big 12 champion. You went to the Big 12 championship, and you're in the College Football Playoff. In your first fucking year. That is insane. You don't have a single guy on that roster that is yours.
0: Yeah. That's literally. insane. Yeah. He literally took Max Dugan. And it was like, you're a dog. Um, we're going to win some games. Um, unfortunately... I think they're going to get their shit pushed in by Michigan. Um, Yeah. If they
1: couldn't stop Kansas state's run game, they're not stopping Michigan's run game. Yeah.
0: No, no disrespect, no disrespect, but there's levels to this shit. And the big 10 trenches is um, quite literally hell on earth uh, for anybody. Um, It's not going to be a fun time. I watched Ohio state get the shit ran over them by this team. And let's be honest. You're a big 12 team. you normally line up in a three, four front anyway. It's going to get ugly really fast if you're not able to put up some points. Like,
1: like Well, I mean, really their, their whole defense got fucked by the run in Kansas State, and the Michigan team just do the same thing. Yeah,
0: um, because if you thought Deuce, uh, Deuce Vaughn was a problem, um, Donovan Edwards is just as bad.
1: And um, those O-linemen
0: in Michigan are a little bit better than the O-line at Kansas State. Yeah, that's what I mean. The trench is, the trench is just terrifying. Um, moving on from that, speaking of Kansas State, um, thank you. I know I already said thanks earlier, but um, uh, you made me look like a genius. I kind of just threw it out there just because when I was going through all the teams, I was like, this just seems like, I was like, this just seems like one of those years where the Big 12 is like really fucking weird and Kansas State has that one miracle running with Destiny and yeah, they ended up getting it done. I mean, I am kind of sad that TCU lost. However, I'm not as sad anymore just based off the fact that they're still in the playoffs. Great. By the way, I'm saying this now, this is the first time I think I've respected one hundred percent the committee's decision. They were literally just like, We're not dropping them. we don't care.
1: And we're I fucking said this last pod, and you, Caleb and Stu all call me fucking dumb. They deserved it. Like
0: they deserved it. I know they deserved it, but like from a money sense, from a money sense, I would have not complained at all if Alabama would have gotten it. Because I would have been like, I know why they did it. Like I would have been I would have been mad that like I was like, Look, TCU deserved that, but I wouldn't have been mad from the sense that I was like, Yeah, Alabama's probably gonna play a better game than fucking TCU would.
1: Yeah, like, I agree. I, I, I understand. I, I understand, but I'm just, I'm just saying that they deserve to be there.
0: Yes, completely agree. Um, uh, some Oklahoma teams... State?
1: Yeah, Oklahoma State having an Oklahoma State-ass season. They had points where you're like, oh my God, they're going to go to the playoffs, and then they just ended up going 7-5. My, I like Mike Gundy, and I like what he's doing there, but I
0: think they need to get rid of him. I think, I, yeah, no, I was going to say this. Um, if yeah. it wasn't for Mike Gundy's I'm a man speech, do you think he'd still have his job? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, there yes, dude. No, there's years that he won the Big Twelve. I mean, he's had her, he, like, like last year they had two losses. Like he's had great years. It's just like he can't finish them. I don't understand. Like he's like he gets right fucking there every time and can't finish it. He gets he gets the he gets to the fifth round of the fight and he rocks you with a minute left on the cage like Nate Diaz and he can't fucking finish because no more energy every fucking year every year ever under Mike Gundy
0: yeah I kind of view it as one of those um he's that guy that when he goes out with his group of friends he's always talking to a girl like and you yes. think he's the yeah, yeah, 10 yeah but he blacks out every fucking time before he can bring her home and oh, you like
1: he's the kid that'll come home and be like dude I got all
0: these snapchats but I couldn't take a single girl home I couldn't I couldn't close yeah Yeah, no, he's literally right there with the 10 and you're looking at him from across the bar and you're like, dude, he's gonna do it. Like this is gonna be the day he does it. And then you just like start to see him just like like he's like holding back the cue. Like he doesn't even know what he's talking about anymore. He's like not even like he's not even like trying to flirt. He's just straight up like show me your tits. Like like literally like fall face first, and you're like, ah, I gotta call maneuver, like shit. His night ended an hour early. Just like this season ended five games ago. Yeah, like literally that is them every year. Um, it doesn't get much more accurate than that. That is literally Mike Gundy for you. Uh, another team in there. Look, huge shout out to Kansas for starting out five and zero. I know losing your starting quarterback doesn't help your chances. Finishing six and six is probably the most Kansas thing I've ever seen in my life, though. Um, yeah, that that was so uh, that was almost too accurate for Kansas. And I called it. I was like, uh, back in our midseason when they were five and zero, they got their first loss, and I looked at their schedule and I was like, dude, they might not even make a bowl game. I was like, they may like just be bowl eligible like this is gonna be sad um and it, that, that's kind of how it happened um but still nothing to hang your head on compared to how you were in years I think, past. I think
1: the I think the future is still bright for them I think Lance Leipold's a great coach I believe Jalen Daniels comes back I'm not I'm not I don't really know too much to be honest with you yeah but the recruiting's getting better everything's getting better he's building culture there their games are sold out like yeah you went six and six okay but you went 6-6 six and six as Kansas. You haven't even been to a bowl game in, what, 12 years? You know, you're yeah. still moving forward. Yeah, obviously you wanted to be here, and you only went here. But here is still better than here, you know? Yeah,
0: I, I completely agree. Um, but, yeah, that kind of wraps up our Big 12. Always going to be a weird conference. We're always going to have something to say about them. Um, our next conference, though, so this is one of the most consistent conferences in all of football, and that is the Big Ten, only because it's going to be Michigan – you, you honestly, you have four teams that you have to talk about every year. How's Ohio state going to do? How's Michigan going to do? And then you have your Penn state and your Wisconsin and then throw in Iowa Occas- if you want. Occasionally. Yeah.
1: Occasionally Michigan state and Iowa.
0: Yeah. Sprinkle those in there. You know, you get your Kirk Cousins seasons, you get your random ass, uh, Cade McNamara, uh, seasons, uh, since he's at Iowa now. So we'll see how that does. Fuck him. Um, yeah. By the way, the, uh, college football transfer portal has opened up today. So we will try to keep you up to date with all the transfer news. So check our Twitter and our socials um, for that information. But back to the big 10. Look, let's get our big teams out of the way. Ryan day. Personally, I think, I think his seat is hotter than people want to believe. Look at some point you're going to have to start um, putting your resume on the table and not urban's because right now I think you're, I think you're getting away with a lot of. Uh, you're still riding Urban's wave. Oh, a lot, and his shit was a tsunami compared yeah. to what they. Yeah, so you're you got Urban's wave. Yeah, you got some time, but let me tell you: if every time you fucking play your biggest rival, you lose, you will not be head coach. I promise you that.
1: Especially too, uh, no, I can't say that. They, they, uh, no, never
0: mind. Ignore that. Keep going. Um, I'm, I'm just saying because people look at me and call me crazy. It's like, dude, like you're still playing in the cultural world playoff. Like you only lost to Michigan. I'm like, dude, when was the last time Ohio State lost to Michigan at home? I would love to know. I couldn't Michigan, tell you off the top
1: I think nineteen ninety
0: nine. Yeah, that twenty three years. As long as I've been alive, I've never seen it happen. Yeah, and you got blown the fuck out.
1: Yeah, that I think Caleb said it best, dude. I think um, I don't think Ryan Day is a leader of men. They they're all. not disciplined. They don't really like. I don't I, – I, I'm not going to sit here and just completely bash him. I don't know enough about Ohio State, and I don't know enough about the background and everything with him. But like Zach said, he is just riding Urban's wave, and he's just playing with – he's just playing with better players than teams. He's not out-coaching. He's not doing anything crazy. I've never been like – yo, Ryan Day's a great coach because of this. or Ryan Day does this. I could never – I've never been able to say that. Um, And he's still going to get the recruits. I mean, Ohio State's going to get people. It's Ohio State. Like, that's just – that's the brand that you are performing with. Yeah. But I don't see him do. If I agree, if he loses the Michigan next year, I think we start looking for options. I really yeah, do. No. And I know it's dumb to say that with him going eleven and one this year. I know it's stupid to say, but at the same time, when you take like we just talked about with Bryce Down going to Alabama, when you commit to Alabama, this is what's expected. When you take the Ohio State job, this is what's expected. And you heard him but in the preseason. In the preseason, he goes, "When you come to Ohio State, no one cares if you make a rules Bowl. No one cares to make this." Your job is to win the Big Ten and win that as and win the national title. And so far, you're 0-1 on the promise so far.
0: Yeah. You're 0-1. For two years in a row, you're 0-1. Yeah. He he has this big thing where he when, like you said in that uh preseason press conference, he goes, you know, he goes, We only we only care about titles. You know, we we play for titles. And He's you don't even like, have yeah. any. You don't have a single title while being yeah. there. Literally. I'm like as the head coach. Hmm. As the head coach. Yeah. I'm like. Like, all right, man. I was like, if that's what you say, like you should probably coach as if you're a championship caliber team.
1: Exactly. No, and I'm, I'm not against saying that. I like that. Luke Fickle said the same thing at Wisconsin. That's what I want. But don't say that and then be mad when people are upset
0: with you for not saying, for not doing what you said. Yeah, you say you're going to buy your girlfriend Alexis and you show up with a fucking Nissan Altima. Uh, she's probably going to dump you too, bro. Like, sorry. Yeah, that's just
1: how it works, bro. Like, just, yeah, like, like just, now, just now, be honest. Now, if you told your girlfriend you were going to buy her a car, and you got our Nissan Altima. That's not bad. But yeah. it's, the, it's the standard that you're promising. That's
0: what the yeah. point I'm trying to make. Yeah. You, like we said, you if want to. Ryan this big- Day went
1: out there and goes, we're going to go to a New York Six Bowl with 10 wins every year. And then he did that. That looks a lot better for him than what, than what he said and then did. And what he said and then did. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I, I, will also say this though. I will say this in his defense. If he would have gotten on that stage and have been like, "Yeah, you know, our hope is to play for the Big Ten championship," they would have been like, "Get the fuck." No, I agree. Out of I agree. Now. I agree. So he did. He did have to raise it up, but at the same time, like, hey, that's the standard just, of that
1: job, though, Zach. Like, yeah. Like, if you, you didn't, know that. that's
0: exactly what I was going to say. If you didn't feel like you could fill those shoes, Don't keep push it pushing. Yeah, keep they didn't it. force you to take the job. Yeah, yeah, it was gifted to you, and now you're fucking it royally it um, could so have yeah. easily given that job to Shiano Exactly. Um moving on from there, let's get into our sprinkle in teams. Um well actually no, yeah, our sprinkle in teams. Well
1: oh yeah, real quick. I mean Michigan having I mean, I feel like just quick rant. These past four or five years we've had hardball. I've shit on Caleb, shit on Donas I've shit on all my friends that are Michigan fans for doing the same shit every single year, beating being James Franklin, just beating the teams you're supposed to beat and then not being able to beat Ohio State or not being able to win the big game. Um, and Harbaugh really shut us the fuck up this year, I have nothing bad to say about Michigan other than you cannot bank on J.J. McCarthy to play the way he did against Ohio State. Like, yeah, he looked great, and I'm not discrediting him. He's a good quarterback, yes, but you cannot bank on him doing that these next two games. You can't.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think, because I think based off how it is now Michigan's Playing.
1: Michigan, TCU, Georgia, Ohio State.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think the playoff teams are going to let your receivers open by 25. Yeah, to no, no, no. Five.
1: Even though TCU isn't as good as Ohio State, they will not let those three to four plus 60-yard plays happen, in my Sunny, opinion.
0: I, I promise you Sonny Dykes will have a better game plan for yeah, Michigan. Yeah,
1: I agree. Because it's not as it's not as emotionally invested as well. And I feel like that also clears your mind for a game like this.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's um, all I had to say about Michigan. If you want to get back to yeah. this. Boom. Yeah, yeah. moving forward. You brought up James Franklin a little bit. Let's talk about his team, uh, Penn State. Look, well, I'll talk about this a little later because when we get, uh, if we have time, you know, we talk about our um, bowl seedings and how like, oh, based on how you finish in your conference, like you like get a bid to this bowl. I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, let's be honest. The Big Ten, well technically they're in the East, so I can't really mention them for the Big Ten West Factor. Um but I, I just don't think they're deserving of a Big Ten bit. Like I I really don't. Hey, you're the third best team in your conference. Uh, I get that the two seasons above you are playing for the playoffs, but are you are you really a representative? Like what the, the fuck
1: group? did you do this year though? Who did you beat? You beat nobody.
0: Nobody. So, nobody Nobody's. And I said we'll this to Zach long.
1: before, and I'm gonna get so much trigger and, and anger from Penn State fans if he if if James Franklin doesn't have that season with Saquon and and, and McSorley where they win the Big 10, that he is not the coach there anymore. I don't think he's that good. He he him and Lane Kiffin are the same coach. They win all the games they're supposed to and never win the big one or never go to the dance. I'm sorry, and I I just don't I don't dislike James Franklin. I don't I'm not I'm not a James Franklin hater. I'm just stating what he's done at Penn State was basically what Wisconsin's done other than these last 3 years, last 2 years. And he gets double the recognition. Yeah. That's just my I, opinion. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just can't really respect him. And it's, look, I get it. You're in the middle of an era where, like, your Michigan and Ohio State are probably going to run shit for a while. But at the same time, like, you, here's how, here's how a team survives through those, like, dynasty years. You, um uh, you have to look at it from a perspective of, like, all right, you know you're probably not going to win a lot. You have to pick and choose your, like, every every two, yeah, every four years.
1: transfer portal update. Uh, yeah, the Florida State. Amari gainers has entered the season as the team's active leading in sacks. He is uh, – and tackles. He is entering the
0: transfer portal. Yeah, I believe, though um, – I can't say for positive. I don't know if he was a graduate transfer or not. Um, but regardless – back to the news and yeah just every four to six years since you're not going to be one of those dynasty teams you have to pick your barely played this
1: year though he barely i'm sorry real quick he barely played this year so it's not that big of a hit i'm sorry you can keep going
0: yeah um you just have to pick and choose when like your recruiting classes that you want to go all in on like you have to have that like one recruiting class every four years where you
1: dude. but the thing is is franklin gets great recruiting classes it's not that his recruiting classes compete with michigan and ohio states every year he gets great recruits he gets great transfers like his his players are great. He just can't do it. Yeah, Nick Singleton's the best freshman running back in the country this year.
0: I mean, you're not lying. But um, he
1: just can't do it. And the thing is, too, is like, I understand when you're like, when you're, when you're a fucking middle-of-the-pack team or you're like Michigan State, what's different? What what If you're selling a kid to go to Michigan or Michigan State, it's not a big difference. Penn State, in my opinion, is the most live home games in college football. Their whiteouts, nothing touches that. Nothing touches that. That's a recruiting point. You can get a kid to go there. You get a kid that's like, well, you know, Michigan and Ohio State win it every year. Okay, so then why don't you come here and look what we do. Let's start that here. You, let's sign Zach Walsh, the number one recruit in the country, and then you, you put Penn State on the map, and it goes, well, when did Penn State turn the corner when you came? You know, there's things they could be doing, and I feel like he's just not pro I feel like, and like I said, I don't know the man. I don't know the culture. I don't know much what's going on. This is just as a, as a fan and someone that studies the sport. I feel like he's content at where he's at. Cause he knows his job security's safe. Yeah. He's probably a little pissed. He's not winning a little more, but like, I feel like there's not a fire under his ass to take that next step. He's a, he's content with being really good when he has the potential to be great.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, moving on from Penn state though, another team, like you said, Michigan state, um, they literally paid Mel Sucker to put up mediocrity.
1: That you gave him $90 hard. million dollars after one season. To go fucking five and seven. And on top of that, we give Zach Zach his credit for being a guru, right? And for predicting the Kansas State um, winning the Big 12. Go back to that same fucking pod. And I know I just watched it last night. Go back to that same pod. And I stated, I stated, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But Mel Tucker is an overrated coach who looked better because he was carried by Kenneth Walker. I say that in the fucking pod. And who was right?
0: I agree. Um, that's uh, we see it with so many coaches too. Like they get carried by like one or two good players, and it earns them like a bag, and then they just don't do shit. They're like, sorry, like, goodbye. Nothing ha- happens for you.
1: Another example: but, Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. I think he's overrated as fuck. I've, I've never thought he was a good coach.
0: Yeah, I agree. Moving on from the Big Ten, we have uh, the A. A, or ACC excuse me this is, will be the last power five before we introduce our power six conference um let's go over some of the talking points for the ACC number one Clemson is back but it's not the Clemson that we all know and love um as we all know DJ ukulele um will enter the transfer portal next fan right up mentality look I don't know how it was started for two years I think Clemson's team were really talented I just think DJ wasn't able to take him to the next level look Wish him nothing but the best. And, and it's and not, honestly,
1: and, and on top of that, it's not a talent issue. He has the talent. Yeah, he has, just, he has all the tools. He just can't fucking put it together.
0: Yeah. It. But hey, some players are like that. Um. And it's unfair, but hey, life's hard. Get over it. He'll Another go team.
1: somewhere good and be great. He's gonna go somewhere else. It's gonna be like Jalen Hurts, except Jalen's better, obviously. He's gonna go somewhere else. He's gonna lead them to be really good because he's a good quarterback. And then they're gonna. And then when he goes to the draft, they're gonna be like, "Look how much he's changed mentally. Look how much he's matured." Like. Look how much better he is. If any, honestly, this is probably the best thing that's happened in his career. Yeah. I and agree. I agree with Stu. What Stu said, go to the Pac-12. Fuck playing defenses. Just ball out your last your last year or two in college.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Another team I want to talk about, this is obviously me and Grayson's uh, pride and joy. Florida State is back. Uh, if anyone says they're not, go fuck yourself. I don't care what you think. Um, we're a top 15 team in the nation. Should be top 10 if we don't fuck that NC State game up. It is what it is. We'll still keep growing from it. Um, by the way, I am going to say this: fuck the committee and their decision making. I don't want to play no goddamn cheese at bowl against a six and six team. Yeah. Give us someone better. Let us prove that we are back officially. And hey, fuck it. If we play a better team and we lose, I'm fine with it. It'll let us know where we're at. I'm tired of playing these teams below us that I know we can beat, and then us coming out with wins. Because guess what? And then the narrative
1: is- of everyone's like, well, Florida State and. They're only good wins at LSU, like da. It's like, bro, we're trying, bro, but it doesn't help us when you give us a fucking six and six Oklahoma team.
0: Yeah, like I'm tired. I already said it before, I'm gonna say it again. I'm tired of the conference placement equals bids. Shouldn't be how it is. It should be a committee, looks at everything you did throughout the season, looks at all your injuries going into the game, and they set up the best matchups for the fans, not oh, sorry, rules are rules, you get in this game. No one wants to fucking watch Purdue play fucking LSU in some meaningless New Year's Six Bowl just to watch Purdue get the shit kicked out of
1: them. Dude, it's also really frustrating as a Florida State fan to be like, it's the best season we've had in five years. You're going to get rewarded at playing a fucking team that barely made a bowl game. Yeah. That's, your, that's how you're getting rewarded.
0: I, okay, I also would have respected it more if we were like a better quality chip or a fucking cheese. it If we would have called it the Pringles Bowl – are right, that's kind of
1: live. Like, and I, Jay Brooks, if you're listening, but you're probably not because you're a piece of shit, you're telling okay. us, guys, no listen this we need this you're not understanding. We're in Orlando, so we're gonna get a lot more recruits there and this is that, bro recruits don't give a fuck if we beat Oklahoma bro. like I, yeah, we'll probably get one or two recruits that are gonna go because it's in Orlando and it gives a Florida thing. We're gonna wax them, which looks good, but like we needed we needed to play a good team and I really wanted Kansas State to lose I thought us versus Kansas State would have been a, a great
0: matchup great yes. matchup. Yes, it would have been high scoring as fuck. Our defenses probably would have been exposed on both sides, but I don't give a shit. Um, it would have been a to top watch-
1: 15 game. Like, it would have been a game that both teams deserved.
0: Yeah, and that's how it should be. It should always be like seeding versus seeding at the end of the year. It shouldn't be this fucking like predetermined bullshit that you decided because certain conferences paid a certain amount of money. I don't know what decided it. I just know it's stupid, and yeah. I'm going to call money. it. It's money. It's
1: always money. It- at the end of the day, it's money.
0: Yeah. Let's get back to the ACC, though. Another team we want to talk about our favorite player Sean Tucker. I am um, very pleased. I'm very pleased with his college uh, performance overall. I'm yes, um, very pleased as well. Yes, uh, this is a very quality man. He's going to make an NFL team very happy. I will he's promise a Sophomore I, though, he has one more year. Holy shit! He this has one going, more year. This dude is going to be a problem. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Sean um, looks like you're going to have to go back to school for another year. That fucking blows. Um, shout out graduation. Um, Outside of that though, Syracuse started hot, disappeared. Happens to a lot of teams. Yeah, is but did it they is.
1: did they really start hot or they just beat four shitty teams?
0: Call it what you will. Yeah. Call, like, I I'm not I'm just saying for a Syracuse team, it was better than I than I expected. Oh, I agree.
1: You know? yeah, no, no, no. For them, it was good, yeah. But they were yeah. ranked at like like 13 at one point, and it was like, all
0: oh, right, all your horse is your mate. Yeah, I mean, like we we can go back and talk to it. Uh, like we said before how ranking shouldn't come out till like week five of the season and then like you release your top five and then your top 10 and then top 15 and top four yeah and top i five. agree yeah i think that's how it should be because honestly just pissing people off at the beginning of the year because you pre-rank your school utah, yeah because
1: your school gets the most money views like yeah, you, coming out of because they bring in billions of dollars like
0: yeah like oh oh i get it let's rank utah at 12 only for florida to beat their ass and then instead of just admitting homie, homie
1: homie utah was at seven when they lost to florida they weren't at 12 they were at yeah.
0: seven they were in the top yeah. 10 yeah so then and then rather admitting that you fucked up by putting utah too high you know what you did oh wait no this must mean that florida is the number yeah 10. this must mean that florida is really good yeah. yeah 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 oh Oh. and then they turn around and lose to kentucky and then instead of admitting yeah. that you ranked florida too high you're like, oh kentucky must be like yeah and then team it, just, in the nation. it just
1: kept going like instead of yeah. being like all right we fucked up here it's like no no, no listen they're just that good
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Like, oh, there's no way we can get anything wrong. Like, surely. Surely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, fuck that. On the other side of things, um, you want to talk about a team that started as irrelevant but starting to gain my respect off the year? I want to look at the University of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, really weird coming out of them. You know, you called that Wake Forest ass beating by them. That was surprising. I didn't think that was going to come to fruition. You're not the um, only guru, defense.
1: Zach. You're not the only guru.
0: Hey. Hey, I'm just saying, Louisville. I think I think what made them so good though this year um, is how their defense played. As yeah, the their def-
1: They had one of the best underrated defenses in college football, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, just extremely underrated. Kind of came out of nowhere. You didn't really know what you were getting um, from them. Um, just I mean, dude, they beat. A,
1: they're a really weird team, but I enjoyed them because they're the kind of team like. The way I look at it is like I look at it in wrestling terms. They're like a kid that wrestles at a Big Ten team, but he's not like he's like the fifth best kid in the Big Ten. But you already know every time you wrestle him, he's gonna give you fucking hell. I mean, they beat UCF. They gave Florida State hell. All right, they beat Wake Forest's ass. They beat James Madison's ass, and they beat NC State's ass. Like so, they were hard to beat. And at home, dude, I think that Louisville at home night game environment is is fucking lit. I think it's underrated.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, you know, Louisville has also been in that weird position ever since Lamar left that like you really didn't think they were that good or if it was just like a player carrying over two. No, this team has quality players throughout the roster now. It's not their just front one. Sevens, their front
1: sevens one of the best front seven in college football.
0: Yes, completely agree. Going back to the opposite side of things, this ACC overall, very hot and cold um, kind of player base, not player but team base. Like, you, you have some teams that played a really well, above expectations, showed out, and then you had other teams where they just fucking couldn't be worse um, from where they were supposed to be. And one of those teams, NC State, um, look, I get it. You lost your starting quarterback. You had to fight through some adversity, but, like, you should have lost to Florida State, first of all. Um, if it wasn't for us selling that game, we would have been a top-10 team. I'm going to keep bitching about that for as long as I live. Um, you just – you were overrated as fuck to begin with. And then you lost your quarterback. And then you really showed who you were. Now Yeah,
1: I think, I think though, um, the one look, I I'm more than okay to shit on Dave Doreen and and, and NC State. I have no ties, no love. I don't give a fuck about them. But they have the best linebacking trio in college football. 100 percent Their linebackers are gross. That's what made their team. But I just there wasn't like a thing about NC State that I was like, they're good because of this. Like they weren't like anything spectacular. I mean they started shitting the bed at the end of the season too.
0: Yeah. They did beat
1: UNC though, which was awesome.
0: Yes, solid for them. Fuck yes. Um UNC is also overrated as fuck, Macground piece of shit. Um let's just rapid fire off some of these other teams. Wake Forest kind of hit by the injury bug, you know. We had we were so high on Sam Hartman early in the year. Um he's a dog, but then just, he's just he's so injury prone. Yeah. By the way, um for you those of you that don't know this man had a rib removed and he keeps it in his refrigerator so that when the season's done, he's going to get a me- a necklace made out of his own rib. Um, now, I don't know about you, but that is the most savage shit I've yeah, ever Yeah, I think heard. it's hard as fuck. In my life. Um, why he got a rib removed, I don't know. Um, what the fuck? That's kind of insane. I don't know what that would feel like. Maybe you just have like a gap. I don't know if they like just like compacted his shit but um that's weird it'd be scary um, too as a quarterback to have one yeah, rib. yeah um he also shaved his head and his beard which i think is a weird look for him i thought he's a very good looking man um go to the bachelor i guess fuck it um who is our one guy at fau that went on the bachelor and blew the oh, fuck up fucking
1: um i'm looking at him tyler cameron
0: tyler <laughs> yeah tyler fucking <laughs> holy shit that man blew the fuck up overnight um Sam Hartman probably will too someday. Uh, some other teams, Duke on the come up. Shout out Anthony Nelson. You Shout have out a- Anthony
1: Nelson. Everything you said this year in our podcast preseason fucking came true.
0: What did he wait? What was he saying? He said I- that they're
1: gonna they're gonna get uh, over six wins. They're 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 gonna be in contention for the ACC title. Every fucking thing he said became true. If they don't lose to Georgia Tech, they go to the ACC title. How crazy is that? They don't get upset by Georgia Tech. Duke is in the ACC championship game.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, huge shout out to him. I mean, he does have a degree from Harvard and Duke now. So I would yeah. assume that he's a pretty smart individual. Um, so now that
1: he, uh, um, their head coach, I don't remember his name, but one ACC coach of the year, well deserving. Number two was Mike Morvell. But honestly, the Duke, you got to give it to the Duke guy. They were yeah. they went from two wins to seven wins. You know, like, yeah. Much respect to them.
0: Yeah. Big on them. Um, yeah. Shout out Nelson. Some other thing to talk about. Um, we're going to shit on Miami. That's how it is. Uh, you yeah, also see. And I heard you're also considering bringing in Willis Haggard as an offensive coordinator. Please do. Um, I'm not going to add any more to that. I just don't think what you watch in any
1: game after his USF career where you're like, that's the offense we want to run. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Like we said, UNC only beats pillows. Um, They're they're frauds. They're they're a hollow shell of the UNC team. Um, you're a basketball school. Go back to being that. Um, I will say this, though. Drake May, you're good. No, he's good. Yeah, I don't like him, but he's good. Yeah, you're fucking good, bro. Uh, I wish you would have committed anywhere else in the country, and I would have been a little more higher on you. But unfortunately, I can't name a single pro quarterback out of UNC other than Sam Howell. And guess what? He can't even play for the Washington.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mitch Kiss and Titties came out of UNC, brother.
0: Oh, yeah, like that. Like that. <laughs> oh. That's oh, the
1: MVP, shit. bro. That's Nickelodeon's valuable player. What do you
0: mean? Yeah, um, I watched him get cut over Nathan Peterman and I I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like you okay, UNC may be the greatest tool at producing third string quarterbacks in fucking history. Holy shit. Um
1: yeah, you guys are killing it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna I'm sure you'll create someone that you might get a second stringer. You might produce the next Chase Daniels, for all I know. Can't say for certain, but, I mean, shit, who am I bitching at? If I were to make $42 million, yeah, like, I, would, I wouldn't be joking would, either. I, I would be loaded. Um, another thing, here's an interesting talk, talking point that we need to discuss. We talk about shitty divisions in football and why we need to go uh, eliminate the division standings and just make it uh, like the Big 12. Uh, in the Pac-12, by just straight up making it like, hey, top two seeds go. Look at the Big Ten West and look at the ACC Coastal. On one side, let's look at the ACC Coastal real quick. So at least on the Atlantic, uh, or yeah, in the Atlantic Conference, you had three three ranked teams: number seven Clemson, thirteen Florida State, and twenty three NC State. You look at the Coastal side; your best team went nine and four. And that was UNC. You have UNC, Pitt, Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. Now, take those teams and compare them to the Big Ten West. Purdue, who went, by the way, 8-5 and and played in their conference championship. Illinois, fighting I and I, who were ranked earlier in the season. I'll give them that. Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern. Yeah, who stocks more dick Pretty shit
1: but yeah let's wrap it up with our last conference our power six, the American Athletic Conference um, and by the way, the reason we're calling it power six is what what outside of money what really made the power five different than the other things other conferences is that if you won you went to the championship you know if you won you went to this if you win the AAC now you go to the playoffs. Yes. That's how it works. So why would you not consider it a power six? Yes. You know, and that's a recruiting factor as well. Um, do I think it's as, do I think it's as um, like in depth and as 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 good? No, I'm not saying that. But the whole reason you call it power five is because if you win, you go. And if they win, they go. So therefore, that's power six. Um, yeah, Tulane took home their first ever AAC title. Awesome. Love to see that. Tulane's a dope school. I visited it. Super cool. Their coach, I don't know. I honestly I don't know anything about them. I just know they're good. They keep it active. They got robbed of a college game day versus uh UCF, which was bullshit. Um, UCF had a pretty UCF season, looked really good, and they got upset by fucking Navy with who one pass attempt in the entire fucking game. Also, real quick, Zach, we've got to mention this Army Navy game this weekend. Make sure to check that out. It does not matter. If they are good enough, always a historic game. Must watch. Gotta love it. Um, Cincinnati had a great year. Started off hot and then kind of dwindled down. You gotta wonder a little if that's partially due to because Luke Fickle knew he was he was heading out. You know? Um, you gotta wonder that. Houston was very disappointing, in my opinion. They get Dana Holgerson, who had a great career at West Virginia. I believe he had a good career somewhere else before that. I, I don't know too well. He didn't do shit. Like They didn't do anything this year. And uh USF sucks. I miss when they were good. Shit happens. And shout out to Tanner Mordecai, quarterback at SMU. used to play at Texas. He had, a, he had a sleeper season, really. Very sleeper season. That's all I have to say for the AAC.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I think my biggest talking point would have just been, um who do you give coach to your Gus Malzahn or the Tulane head coach? Um, you know, Gus Malzahn took that program over. Did extremely well. Obviously, you lose that Navy game. Kind of hurts your chances. Tulane, first ever ACC title. Interesting conversation. Personally, I'd probably give it to Tulane.
1: Yeah, Um, I I don't know his name. Honestly, I feel kind of embarrassed that I don't know much about him because he's done so well.
0: Yeah. um, But that's another thing within college football. Like, we can only look at so much. And unfortunately, um, if you're not in the Power Five, you don't get looked at a lot. But, hey, with this new turn of the tide, we're going to have to be looking at the AAC more because, hey, the winner is a representative in the college football playoff and we got to know these things. So, it's a learning process even for us, even as fans. Um, we'll continue to grow, grow and learn about it. Um, but yeah. AAC, I know they have some teams moving in and out since he's probably going to the Big 12, I believe.
1: I think I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's Cincy, Houston, Memphis and BYU are going to the Big
0: 12. Wait, and, and then coming to the AAC is FAU,
1: um, FAU, it's FAU North Texas. I think UTSA, and UTSA.
0: yeah UTSA and maybe Rice. No, not Rice.
1: Oh. No, I don't know. I know, I know it's FAU in North Texas for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right about UTSA. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, cooks up. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of movement um, in and out of conferences with all this NIL shit and the new football uh, format. Look, shit's going to be weird. We'll try to work through the weird with you um that's just who we are moving on from that let's look at what this season was all about what all these teams play for what you want at the end of the season and that is to play for glory the college football playoff the national championship as it stands now we have officially received our four-seeded teams we have the georgia bulldogs who are number one have been all year returning national champs pretty dominant across the there's no mistake why they're the number one team let's just accept it number two michigan also undefeated beat their rival Ohio state won their conference championship they are well deserving of the number two seed number three is tcu despite losing uh their conference championship in overtime it was their first game of the season they've had the most um ranked uh, ranked matchups and ranked wins over any other top four teams i think their spot's well deserving i'm glad that just because they lost they did not get taken out Number four was USC, but because they lost in an ass-whooping fashion to Utah again, Ohio State gets a chance at redemption at glory by making it back into the playoff. Now they will have to beat UGA, and with the Michigan win, they will earn their rematch.
1: That is, Dude, not- you already know your NCAA is praying for
0: an Ohio State-Michigan rematch in the Natty. If Ohio State gets that upset, shit is going to hit the fan. Because I'm gonna be honest, if Ohio Ohio State's gonna need to play a lot better if they want to beat Georgia. But if they do beat Georgia, if I was a Michigan fan, I'd be like, holy shit!
1: Can I be honest too? I don't think Ohio State's beating Georgia. I'm not gonna sit here. Oh yeah, no,
0: I. Yeah,
1: but 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 hot take. Out of these three teams, I think Ohio State has the best chance to beat them.
0: Yeah,
1: that's my hot take. I think I I think I think Ohio State matches up with Georgia better than TCU of Michigan does.
0: Yeah. Now, now I'm not
1: saying they're going to win. I just yeah. think they match up the best.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Um, in the I'm not going to sit here and act like that Michigan Astro football state was like, oh, it's like a fluke or whatever. Like, no, Michigan played the better football game. Um, they're better coach is what it is. But you look at, do you really expect JJ McCarthy to like dominate the Georgia defense? No, no, no. You, I'm going to be honest. Um, I know I've said this before, but even without Blake Form, I think Donovan Edwards is just as good. I mean, dude, he ran for like 200 yards in Form's absence. Like, he's still a fucking yeah, dog. He's still a dog. Um, yeah, you're not missing a lot there. So it's not like you can complain about, oh, you're missing your best players. But outside of that, let's talk about, um, honestly, I think this was the best case scenario. I think this is what should have happened. I'm glad that the seeding ended up as it did. No,
1: no I agree That's with what about- you said. In the beginning of the pod, this is the first time that I could recall of a playoff where like there's no arguments. Like these are the right four and the order they're in. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's talk about the absolute best case scenario though. It would have been if Ohio State and Michigan switch spots. And now I know you're thinking you're like how how can you argue that? How can you say that? Look, it's not from a win perspective, but just from a uh, fan's perspective. Uh, I wanted to see God come. Um, yeah, exactly. Yes, the fact that they would have had to put that on my television for weeks straight would have made me laugh every time. Um, call me a child. I don't care. I thought it would have been hilarious. Um, and I probably would have laughed every time I saw it. It's just like, kind of like how you're a little kid. The word meaner is just like unreasonably funny to you. Like That's just the male brain. Enjoy it. Um, get over yourself. Worst case scenario is that they would have dropped TCU out of the rankings altogether and just found a way to put Bama and Ohio State. In.
1: Now- then, then there's no argument that NCAA only gives them money. And I think they knew that. I think they... Because someone was talking to me and they were like, well, you think they did it because they wanted to say fuck you to Alabama? No, they wanted Alabama in there because the Alabama yeah. fans bring money and that Alabama is going to do very well in it. But I also feel like they were in, the, they were in a spot where they're like, look, we all know TCU deserves it more. If we do this, it's very obvious we're running
0: the fucking monopoly. Yeah, and it's also obvious that we play some pretty high favoritism.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. We do. I, I did kind of want it to happen for my boy Stu. He put $100 to win. I think, 3500 Alabama winning it all. But hey, yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you called it, you did say TCU and uh USC would lose. Unfortunately, what you didn't get right is that the committee would shove it so far up your ass that you wouldn't be able to uh cash in that bet. Yeah. Right, Sorry, Stu. Um, it is what it is what it is. Um, you're gonna have to live with it, buddy.
1: But Bill, let's move on to I'm our coaching right. carousel. You know, we're talking a lot out here. Zach Watts about the transfer portal within players, but there's a lot of transfer portal with the coaches. Okay. Yes. Um, Starting us off, we got Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, went over to Liberty. Very, very weird, weird hire to me. Um, A little background on Jamie Chadwell. Chadwell led Coastal Carolina into the national spotlight with back-to-back 11 win seasons in 2020 and 2021 his offensive success will play well with that Liberty program that has emerged as such a threat under Hugh freeze. What I don't understand Zach Watts is what is different between Liberty and coastal Carolina. I mean, yep. maybe, yeah, obviously like maybe they gave him more money. You don't think that if he went up to, to coastal, like, look, this is what Liberty's offering. me, match it. They wouldn't have done it. It's the best yep. coach they've ever had. So that's where it's a little confusing to me because you didn't go to a bigger job. You went to arguably the same level job in conference
0: this is where I'm on the same page with the 100%. This is what just kind of confuses me. Look, I get liberties are really talented roster and Hugh freeze left behind a plethora of talent there, but don't you think what you had going at coastal, it was just as good. And because you left, what that lets me know is, is you knew your coastal team was falling apart and that they weren't going to put up success. So you just took the next best available job so that you would lead on the presumption that you're still a great coach. Now, you could, you very well be, our a great coach. Not knocking you for that, but it just isn't a good look. Right. I thought this would have been a great like. When I went over to coaching carousel about some of these coaching positions that opened up, I had you stapled as like a stapled as a coach that teams would be willing to take a chance on coming from a low, a non-power five. Sport. If I, if I, to back you up, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you dropped his name for the Cincinnati job. Yes, I, think I did. did. Yeah, yeah. No, I did, and I had, I had him for plenty of other jobs in there, just because I thought. Dude, you had done so great with Coastal. You had we developed Grayson McCall as well. You've done an amazing job there. I don't understand why you wouldn't have taken this chance, this opportunity to go up a coaching level when and try to like, yeah, you just you plateaued, bro. Like, come on. And what makes this worse for you is if you don't do the same thing with Coastal, if not better, with, with, Liberty, um, with Liberty, with Liberty, you're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. You you literally just showed everyone that you backed out of Coastal because you you peaked. That that's what it looks like. So honestly, I think this, I think this coaching hire, um, you know, good for Liberty. You were able to replace your head coach of Hugh Freeze extremely fast with another equally as caliber coach, maybe. But if he starts fucking up fast, that's that that's bad. You're really you're in a really bad place from there on out. And I I don't know, man. It I think it was <sighs> I don't want to say high risk, high reward. It was more of a high risk, low reward because, like, your reward yeah. is just getting. Like what,
1: what, what, up. let's say you have the same three seasons Liberty you did at Coastal. You go 11 and 1, 11 and 1. I think they went 10 and 3 this year. What difference is that? You're not going to a BCS Bowl. Like, what difference is that?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't. Really I wish I knew more
1: of the behind the scenes of this hire because just from what we know, like, what we know, like, going into this pod, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I don't know. Let's so move on. Our forward. next one just happened either today or, or yesterday. Scott Satterfield from Louisville is going to Cincinnati. This one at first to me was weird. It's like, why do you leave Louisville to go to Cincinnati? You know, especially since we were just talking so highly on Louisville and everything they're doing. By the way, also, by the way, this Louisville job, in my opinion, is the hottest open job right now outside of Stanford. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, he went twenty five and twenty four in his four seasons with the Cardinals. I don't think he's a bad coach. Um, uh
0: what are you looking
1: at? Oh, that's right. Okay, so this is I, I, this is this is it. Scott Satterfield. He was the old App State coach when they went from FCS to FBS. Mm-hmm. He had a historic run in the FCS. They were one of the they were no they were, a North, they were a North Dakota State caliber team. Came in, had a phenomenal transition. Take the Louisville job, and you're kind of like, mm. when we were talking to Jay Brooks again, hey Jay, and they're like, you know, why would you leave Louisville for Cincinnati? Well, first, it's a it's a fresh start. You went 25 and 24. You didn't do bad at Louisville. You didn't meet the expectations you're used to being at App State. It's a fresh start. Luke Fickle, like like we said earlier in this pod, has laid out the entire thing for you. He left you a fucking blueprint of success, at Cincinnati. He left you great players. He left you great coaches. He left you a great culture. He left you everything. The recruiting classes are probably still pretty good. So all you have to do is if you stay at Louisville, you're kind of still having to build it. All you have to do at Cincy is not fuck it. You know, your, your, your recruiting competition is way easier. And on top of that, you're transitioning into the Big 12 when the two biggest teams in the Big 12 are leaving. So I, I does it make a lot of sense? No, but it's also not as, in, as, as weird to me as the Jamie Chadwell personally.
0: Yeah, um, I completely agree with everything you said about Scott Scatterfield. What I wanted to bring up here is with that Louisville head coaching opening. I have a name that I want to throw out there that I think is very befitting um, for this role. And knock me if you want, but it's a man that has his experience with Louisville. He's a man that already knows the strengths of this team and can build on it. That is Charlie Strong. Miami Florida DC linebackers I'm knocking you I'm knocking you uh, out I'm okay knocking you. let me he I'm was a part kidding. of that 2012 2013 team that won 11 and 2 and 12 and 1 in the in the in the big east yes okay he he's pretty legitimate in his own right now look I know you want to say he left him earlier for that Texas job give it do what you want to say I I think this would be a good chance to just like kind of
1: Give it, give it another I
0: effort. really hope
1: we don't have any Louisville fans on this podcast,
0: <laughs> bro. Charlie
1: Strong is not that guy. Yeah, that I'm not. It's not even for Texas; it's for USF.
0: He went there and All made right. them worse. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Okay, if you want me to throw another name out there, yes, LSU's defensive, LSU defensive coordinator Matt House. I, yes,
1: that's good. That's a good one. That's a good name to throw out there.
0: Yeah. If not, some of the other names I've been reading have just been pissing me off. I've seen Dan Mullen's name being involved in there. That's
1: no. not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Dan, you Mullen, like Dan you, Mullen to Louisville is not bad at all, Zach Watts. I kind of like all right. that. All right. You know, I kind of like that. He has success in Power 5. He was going okay. to the state. He was for the sa- for the going to an guru-ism. easier conference.
0: For the sake of guruism,
1: for Zach the sake Watts.
0: Of guru- for the sake of guruism, I'll ride. I'll ride that Dan Mullen name. I'll. I. Uh, I. I'm not saying it should. I. I will admit the Charlie Strong. The more I think about like what how I've known him, I was wondering why that name was kind of sitting with me a little weirdly. Kind of a dumbass thing to throw out there only because he's been there before.
1: No, I do understand would, where you came from. I wasn't trying to just completely shit on you, but I I no, think Blaine. the Louisville. I, I think this Louisville job opening, like I said, is, is the biggest open job right now.
0: Yeah, I would. Personally, I would like to see Matt House get a head coaching stint just because I think LSU's defense is pretty solid. Um, and, and I, I, I got
1: it. I got one I'm sitting on that I haven't even looked up. I'm just sitting on it. What? We're in Kentucky, right? Oh, oh no, we're Southern School. How about we call <laughs> Coach O, see what he's been doing? <laughs> the
0: moment the moment, let's, let's call Coach O, see what he's been up to. Yeah, the moment you said Southern School, I was like, oh fuck this shit. I was like, this man, dude. This man, if LSU didn't pay him as much money as they did for him to sit at home and not do shit, I feel like he'd already have that coaching job. But the fact that he got paid bank to never coach again—they told me I, get
1: 19 million to do nothing. I said, "Where's
0: the door?" Yeah, said, show me to close the door. <laughs> yeah, that that is literally uh, that. That's what Coach O boils down to. Always a great guy, but personally, I think Matt House. Or Dan Mullen um, would be pretty solid. Some other names that I saw, but I'm not really big on. Jeff Brom, Purdue's head coach. No. no. Uh, Tyson Helton, Western Kentucky's head coach. No. no. Um, Sean Clark, App State's head coach. No. Maybe. No. Um, Not huge on it. But definitely Matt House. Definitely Dan Mullen. I'd be interested to see. I would Um, also
1: be interested to see. I don't remember his name, so forgive me, but the UTSA head coach. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if, if they talk to him or not.
0: Yeah, that that would be pretty interesting. Um, some other names to throw out there. Um, keeping it in Florida because I know we brought up Charlie Strong. Let's talk about the new FAU head coach. Yes, drive. great hire, great hire. Um, Herman. Now look, people want to sit there and bitch about how oh, um, you know why why are we bringing in Herman? You know everyone has their pitch complaining like he didn't really do anything, dude. What people have to realize is. As an FAU student and about to be alum um, as you are being haunted by ghosts, it appears. Oh, There's a
1: mosquito. that's just yeah. jabbing me and swimming away.
0: Um, I, here's how I look at it. We are always going to get, our goal is to get our Lane Kiffins. And what that means is we are looking for coaches that are going to use us like a stepping stool in order to find better head coaching hires. Now, I know that doesn't sound good but you've got to realize something we are like the fifth or sixth best football school in the state of Florida it is going to be damn near impossible to get a head coach that wants to stick with us for the long run before they find a better job Tom so we of the money
1: also like even like with Lane like we we couldn't throw Lane an old Miss contract number we don't have that much money
0: yeah I completely agree and here's another thing I want to look at if, i i know i like to go to my metaphors we are we are the grenade of the friend group when it comes to florida schools we're not dimes so we've got to hoard out when it comes if we want to bring it in if but, we want but, to bring them-
1: but 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 no, look i agree with you but we're the grenade that's like a beautiful big girl that if we just worked out we could become a dime like, Yeah, the potential is there the potential yes. is there
0: Yes. Like we have the face. We have the face. It's just once you get the lotion, personality, we just don't have, we're just like, yeah. Yeah. The problem is the problem is we're hanging out with some baddies and if you ain't, I'll be honest, when you roll into that, when you roll into that friend group, no one's looking at the friend group and they're going to go, oh, I want to take her on. They want to take on the baddest.
1: Yeah. However, and, then you do, and then you do the, you do
0: the, yeah, you zeroed in now, now <laughs> Tom Herman perfect man for the job. He was the guy in the friend group that like joined the party a little late. All the girl, all the hotter girls are getting talked to. He was like, I got to score with somebody. He's like, I got to get I got to get with one of them. And guess what? Big girl, you got to so You know what Tom way.
1: Herman is? You know what Tom Herman is? Tom Herman is like you're like almost like a guy that's like a stud but he's not like like the shit and he dates a girl a little bit below her and he builds her up with him. That's Damn. what Tom Herman is. Damn. Tom um, Herman's the kind of guy, it's like, yeah, I could have dated a 9. I could have dated a 10. But, like, it would have been, like, probably a short relationship. There's too much drama. He's like, I'm going to take this 6, who has the potential to be a 9, and I'm going to do that myself. And then the loyalty with her will also be there. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, though.
0: What we're worried about is, is if Tom Herman is going to let her down easy and just be like, look, I gotta, I got to move on to a new stage of my life, a.k.a. a different team. Or if he's gonna fuck her best friend behind his back?
1: Behind no, back. no, he's respectful. I, I want to say when he left to go to Texas from Houston, he gave him a good farewell. A
0: good farewell. Well, I pray he leaves. Dude, this bug is things. gonna piss me off. Yeah. Well, I pray he's gonna leave some good things behind for FAU. Otherwise, hey, FAU, you got to turn into the you got to turn into the the whore of the friend group. You just gotta do whatever it takes to score. Do whatever it takes. If you if you have to buy him drinks, you do it. Yeah, but
1: but on the actual hire, I think it's a great hire. I mean, this is a name that we were talking about for like the Colorado job and Cincinnati job and like big jobs. And he went to FAU, which is a great hire. I mean, everyone just looks at Texas. Okay, I can name fifty coaches that failed at Texas. Yeah, what he did at Houston, which is a more of a relatable program to FAU, was spectacular, spectacular. Okay, he had an amazing run at Houston. He beat Oklahoma. He almost made the playoffs with, with Houston. He was almost the first man to do it. All right. <laughs> he beat Oklahoma when they had Baker. And he beat um and he beat um Florida State that year. We were nasty. So good, good hire. Great, great hire, in my opinion, to FAU.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, I I didn't think they could do any better. Honestly, I even when I did my projections for who would go to FAU, I was saying names way lower, like who was that West Virginia pro- coach, uh, Trickett, we brought yeah. up earlier? I thought he would have been a great fit just because of his ties to Florida, like uh, or FAU, excuse me, and USF. I thought that would have been a better fit. But the fact that they went out and got Herman, like, dude, like,
1: what? You know, Andrew, just sorry to interrupt you. I just dude. thought it just popped back into my brain. And let's remind you, too, Zach, that I don't know if it's still to date, but at least at that time, he is the only man ever to have a five-star go to a non-Power 5 school at Oliver Oliver at Houston his freshman year. He's the yeah. only man ever, at, and like I said, I don't know if it's still like that, but at the time, no, nah, because Travis Hunter went, yeah, he's not, but he was the first man ever to get a five-star player to go to a non-Power 5 school in Ed Oliver. That's got to well, make you
0: excited as an as a FAU fan. Speaking about a lot of firsts, let's get into our next head coaching hire, which was able to get a five-star to flip to his school, which he just arrived at. In under 12 hours. In under 12 hours. How about the man of the hour, primetime, Deion Sanders? Play me my motherfucking fame music, baby. This man, there's a lot of controversy going around with the name Sanders right now. Um, look, you can be, I'll, I'm going to address the people that are pissed off about this hire, uh, more so in the sense that he left at HBCU in Jackson State. And saying, oh, he only used us as a stepping stone. You know, he he had no loyalty loyalty to us. He only used our HBCU name to build up himself. He had no what's the word I'm looking for? He I wanna say this right because this is gonna be pretty important.
1: I know what you're trying to say. You're, you're yeah. He had he had um not what's right. It? Um requirement, maybe
0: yeah yeah he wasn't he wasn't required to go to jackson state to start yeah. his career he could have gone to any other program in the country to start his head coaching career because a lot of teams were in the dumps and could have like started over with dion and, and he's one the of concept. the best
1: football players that ever played the sport in the history of the yes sport.
0: this man not only went to an hbcu now this is more of a knock on my part because before he went to jackson state i was not too familiar with the HBCU culture. I was not too familiar with the uh, SWAC conferences. I think it's Southwest Athletic Conference. Yeah. Um, I was not too familiar with any of the things that went into the HBCU progr- programs like FAMU, Bethune-Cookman. I knew about those schools just because of my Florida ties. I knew about them. Outside of that, did not know a whole lot about yeah,
1: them. All, all I knew, like, like, like the back of you, like, the only reason I knew about the Bethune-Cookman-FAMU game is because every time they play, it's like a really big deal in Florida because of the Black culture and everything, which I love. I'm not knocking. I think it's awesome. But outside of that, the only thing I knew is that they were all-Black historic schools and that they played a bowl game every year. That's all yeah. I know.
0: That's it. That's how we know. And Dion not only went there, got them weekly national relevancy, brought in the first ever – He dude, this man at a – what are they? Are they FCS, FCS? FCS. FCS. As a FCS school, had a top 25 – Football recruiting class among all football programs.
1: He brought in a five star to a FCS team. The number one recruit in college football went to an FCS school.
0: Yes. Yes. To play for Deion Sanders. Think about that. You know, now talk to
1: that with, with what you're saying, Zach, all the people are bitching that we were a stepping stool. We were this, we were that. First of all, like you said the fame, no one knew the fuck about HBCU was. And if we're going to even dissect even more into details, before he got to Jackson State, their football practices were on a high school field. A high school field. He built them a stadium. He got them sponsored by Under Armour. He got them NIL deals. He did more for HBCU in three seasons there than any man has ever done for HBCU. Yes. football wise football wise i don't know anything else football wise
0: yes just from a football perspective completely agree now moving on to the team he is joining the boulder colorado buffaloes or whatever that is right yeah yeah um look he probably had other opportunities to go coach Nah, he's doing the same thing he's doing to start his career he's going to go away Way lackluster power five team one of the worst in the country and he's going to build them from dirt no they from, are the worst power five team yeah no and he's going to build them from dirt literal dirt like this like people also want to get mad at that video he did when he showed up because we were talking about this before the bottom when he showed up and he had that team meeting he goes i showed up and all my bags were louis
1: and i'm bringing my luggage
0: and I'm bringing my luggage, a.k.a. all y'all that are the reason for your 1-11, in just ass, just piece of shit built team,
1: get the fuck out. No, and then wait, real quick, just to back up one step from where we started. What, what did you want Dion to do? You wanted him to sit there in front of these kids at Jackson State and be like, hey, guys, um, I know I'm only getting paid $75,000 a year to be your coach. But I just want to let you know I turned down a, a $15 million contract because I want to stay with you. That doesn't promote – think about it as a leader of young men because Dion. we talked about Ryan Day being a bad leader of young men. Dion is a phenomenal leader of young men, okay? Yeah. What what he's showing them and what he said to them, by the way, in the locker room, which is why I fucking love about Dion. he goes, this is life. I, I took a job that I loved and my heart was in it and I loved every second of it. And then a job that was better presented itself to me and I took it. And he told the kids the same thing. And even when, and this goes back to those same people when he was in their first and second year and he got Jackson State good and then he had kids starting to leave him for power five schools and they were interviewing him. Like, what do you think about it? He goes, my job isn't to make them stay here. My job is to help them realize they need to be in the best position for themselves and their family. And if I'm able to do that by getting them to go to Florida State or they're able to use Jackson State to go to Alabama, he goes, then my job is complete. And he is preaching what he did. And what more could you ask from a man to do that? He's preaching what he did or he did. He did what he's preaching. Yeah. Yeah, Go back to Colorado. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, you're good. I thought that was really accurate for the type of man that Dion is. And honestly, he told those Colorado players straight up, like some of you aren't going to be here for (laughs) the season. Like he kept it straight. He wasn't going to tell him like, Oh, you know, to you juniors and seniors that are here, like, I'm going to, I'm going to honor your, um, like football, whatever, yada yada, bullshit. Whatever you wanted to say to make them feel good, fuck your feelings. This is football. Mm-hmm.
1: This is And I agree. And he didn't get hired for your feelings. He got hired to win. When they hired Deion Sanders, they weren't like, hey, by the way, um, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Like, we have a good culture? No, are you gonna take us to the Pac-12 championship? Yep, there you go. Yeah, that's what he
0: There's got hired nothing. to do. And I'm I'm willing to say this now. I'm willing to say this now. He will be in the Pac-12 championship in three to four years. I'm not going to say one to two because... I'm
1: going to say one to two because USC and UCLA are gone. He only has Utah and Oregon. He beats one of them, he's in.
0: We have to think, though. This is the Pac-12. Is Dion going to be able to beat the Pac-12 curse?
1: Well, this is where I wanted to dive in with it. First, I agree with you with the respect thing. I think him being straightforward with them and, and, like, think about it as you as an athlete. Like, I was telling Zach, like, if my head coach... If, if Mahmud got offered to be the wrestling coach in the American Top Team, like like headquarters, I would want him to tell me straight up, like, Grayson, this is the better job for me. I'm going to get paid better. This is better for my family. I would love for you to come with me, but I have to go take it. Rather than him be like, man, I, I don't want it. Or like, you'd not bother. No, be straightforward. They're men. Like, they're, they're men. Okay? Lying to them would have been, it would have been way worse for him to lie to them. And then when the season comes and they can't transfer, they get fucked. Okay? That was, that was that. What I am very intrigued about with Dion is Dion is going to bring the Florida boys to the Pac 12. Yes. You're gonna see SEC caliber players in the West Coast football now. Because yeah. they will follow Dion. You don't ever gotta worry about recruits. Young men, if you're a young black man in America, what's a better role model and representative for you to become a great a great man in our society than Dion fucking Sanders? There's not. Yeah. There's just not. There's not a better, and that's what I told my dad about when Travis Hunter went there. I was like, Yeah, it sucks as a Florida State fan. But when when you're when you're a young black kid and you're sitting down, he walks in, that is that is a man that can that understands where you are, has been and done what you are doing and has succeeded in both football and life. What better fucking role model to teach young black men in America football and life? And that's yeah. what he said when he got to Colorado. He goes, well, You guys are gonna become better at football and life.
0: Yeah. And I'm buying a thing- Colorado
1: jersey, bro. I'm fucking hype right now.
0: Yeah. No. Here's another thing that I think people need to realize, dude, Dion could have started a football program in Anchorage, Alaska, and he would have gotten power five recruits to go to fucking Alaska. Like you got to realize I get it for, for some people proximity to home is important. Playing in front of your family is important. That's for some, I promise you there are players that would be willing to play in fucking Dagestan. If it meant to get a division one football opportunity. There are some dogs out there that don't give a fuck who they play for, where they play for. They just want to play football. And I promise you, Dion, if there's one thing Dion knows better than any fucking else, anyone else, it's fucking football. It's the yeah. game of football. It's
1: how to win. It's how to go to the NFL. And those are the two things every kid in high school wants. They want to win and they want to go to the NFL. And that yes. man has done it both.
0: Yes. 100% agree. Um, honestly, I don't have anything more to say about Dion. Um, and honestly, I'm sorry to Alex Galesh, who went from Tennessee offensive yeah, coordinator really, to really head coach at USF. Let's just be honest; we can't do you justice um, by following you up with Dion. Um, but that just yeah, shows you our- the caliber. <laughs> yeah, we kind of fucked him there. Um, look, Dion's just a man, and Galesh. Hey, maybe, um, maybe be the greatest cornerback ever, and then turn head coach. I don't know. Maybe, maybe try to do what Dion did. Oh, wait, you can't. Go fuck yourself. I don't care.
1: Um, I wonder how crazy. I wonder how crazy this week's going to be with the transfer portal with Dion at
0: Colorado. there's gonna be i feel like that's all i'm gonna see yeah i might as well just i might might as well just set my alerts on the colorado football program and just see what the fuck goes down because right now i think the only thing i'm getting is um like the big signees but i i wouldn't be surprised if he got a full like if honestly mark my words by the end of this transfer portal he will have a top 25 class
1: yeah or at least top three in the in the pack 12 yeah but top 25 overall um, what, one more thing real quick before we move on to the bowl matchups, cause I know that's what you want to, that's what you're trying to transition to. The, the other thing about Dion, and this is where I think location doesn't matter is where you were talking about, like proximity to home. A lot of these kids want to stay close to their mom. You know, and that was a big thing for me too. When I was a recruiter, I was like, I want to be able to see my family whenever I want to see my family. But if we're going to talk about old school recruit, let's go back to Bobby Bowden. You know what Bobby Bowden did so fucking well. that got him so many goddamn great players. is he would go into your house, you, you know, you'd be a, you'd be a Southern boy. He'd go into your house. He'd make dinner for your mom. He'd make dinner for you. He'd sit down and he'd tell your mom. He wouldn't even look at the recruit. He'd look at your mom. He'd be like, "Your boy. When I understand this is a, a time in your life that's difficult for you, and you don't want him to go far away because you don't know what's going on. He's going from a boy to a man. Your boy is safe with me. I will watch after him as a man and as a football player. I will make sure he becomes a great man and football player." Dion is the same thing. Dion, and you look at this too. Outside of coaching, look at him as a as a as a father. He's a great father why would you not trust him even if it meant your kid had to go a couple more miles away you understand if he's with dion and he's with dion's staff that he is going to become a great young man and they're going to look after him you know and i yeah. think that's another reason why location doesn't matter as well too is because he has
0: that dion
1: brings that family into
0: coaching yeah honestly what i would do is is i'd be like hey you missed your son turn on your tv every fucking yeah, week every-, <laughs> every fucking week that man is going to be on that on that television set. guess yeah. what you get to see him every week. Like, I'm going to... I
1: NIL-wise, NIL is going to follow. I mean, look at Barstool. Barstool's probably already making Colorado merch out the fucking ass. Yeah. You
0: don't think Deion can get tickets for all those people? Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, like, come on, dude. Um, But yeah, let's move into our last segment of the day. Um, obviously, we have another episode coming out, um, hopefully with Caleb and Stu on, where we break down the bowl matchups. Here's what I want to dive into a little bit. Because of the whole thing i went over earlier about um i think like preceding before the season like based on how you do in your conference that decides what bowl game you get put in i think it's fucking stupid um i don't think that's what you should get for example we have our what is it our our music city bowl which was kentucky iowa um i changed it to the beach Bowl on this i don't know why instead of kentucky iowa you know what this should have been all right, real quick before you dive into this. The point Zach's trying to
1: make is when when it comes to the New Year's Six bowls, which are like your BCS bowls, those are like the big they're basically the only bowls that matter that aren't college playoffs. Yeah. It's it's not based on ranking, it's based on it's based on standing in your conference. So like for example, the Rose Bowl right now is Utah and Penn State because it's supposed to be a, the best Big 10 team versus the best Pac-12 team. Well, the two best Big 10 teams are in the playoffs, so the next is Penn State. What what we're trying to do here is show you what we think the bowl game should be and say, fuck this, fuck the standard of um, criteria based because of conference. It should be based on how good you are. That's what the point, that's what Zach's going to get into here.
0: Yes. So starting us off, I know you have Kentucky and Iowa playing for the music city bowl. Um, I switched it to the beach bowl because personally, I think the college football playoff shouldn't be taking up the spaces of the New York six bowls. I think they uh, should.
1: it's going all- to eventually be just that's
0: what's going to do in two years but yeah yeah and I, I, I'm fine if it ends up being the entire thing but don't yeah, just I take agree. like two of the games like for now separate your New Year's Six Bowl from your playoff make your New Year's Six Bowls the top seeds in the country and here's what I would have had it as rather than Kentucky Iowa LSU Alabama rematch this is a one score game it's two SEC schools that probably have a, had a lot going into it look I know what the Jaden Daniels injury made have may kind of screw this up a little bit I think it would have been a great rematch, um, and it kind of shows you how well Alabama is able to.
1: Address and you're it. talking about and you're talking about this when it comes to NCAA. That does a lot more sales and money and view and everything than the fucking Kentucky-Iowa game.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, such a shit show. Um, next game I want to talk about Sugar Bowl, which was originally Alabama-Kansas State. Look, Kansas State, great year, phenomenal. You're deserves getting deserves to be block. there. Deserves to be there. You're getting dog wrong by Iowa. Yeah, they're getting. Blood yeah, let's be honest. You know what would have been a better matchup for Kansas State in this one? How about another top 15 matchup in number 13, Florida State? Two high-powered offenses with, yeah, not the best defenses, but who gives a shit? You're gonna be it's gonna be New Year's. You wanna watch some banger football games where teams are going to war. You know it's a great game. It's a great fucking game. That you you know what this game it's kind of like two of the same teams in a way. I was just gonna say, you know what this game kind of reminds me of in years past? I think it was – remember when Baylor and TCU played each other and wasn't it Baylor or one of them came back down like 30? Yes, down by like 30 and a half,
1: yeah. And yeah. That, like six
0: that, overtimes. Yeah, that's it, the it vibe. Was, like, it,
1: was, uh, it was TCU and Oregon. I could have sworn
0: it was Baylor. No, hey, it was anyway.
1: TCU and Oregon because the Oregon quarterback was Vernon Adams, who was the quarterback at Eastern Washington for Cooper Cup. He transferred uh, – Brad transfer to Oregon. He broke his – both starting quarterbacks went out when it went to overtime. The kid that won the game for TCU was a fucking – fifth-year senior walk-on. His only game he ever
0: played, and he won that fucking game. That's awesome. That is so fucking awesome. But yeah, that's the vibes I get out of that game. Um, look, and Jordan Travis versus um, Adrian Martinez. Like Martinez. No, it's not Adrian
1: Martinez. It's the other kid now. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I he's see. still a
1: dog, though. He's still a dog. The kid's
0: good. Yeah, the kid's a dog. Would have been a great game. Deuce Vaughn versus Florida State's running back. Group. Dude, it would, It was literally the same team playing. It's
1: two good players. defenses that have a nasty
0: arsenal of running
1: attack. It would have been a great yeah. game.
0: Yeah. Moving on from that, our Rose Bowl matchup, which was Utah versus Penn State. Look, I think Utah is very disturbing. I don't think Penn State is. Mm-hmm. Who would I would replace with Penn State? Let's put in another high offensive team, the University of Tennessee. Now, I get Hendon Hooker isn't there, but guess what? This is still an SEC program.
1: The, the potential that, that has potential to be the best game ever.
0: Yeah. With Rose Bowl environment, going to war. Personally, I think the Rose Bowl should always be the two most exciting teams from that year. And I think Tennessee was by far one of the most exciting teams. And Utah kind of did their thing to earn their spot in there. Um, and Utah has kind of always been like they have their Pac-12 representative. Um, dude, this game would have been fucking amazing to watch. They've been electric. And, yeah, Hayden Hyatt versus that bullshit Utah secondary. The game would have been 80-80. to like that. Like and I would have loved every second of it. I would have loved every second of it. Um, our next game, Citrus Bowl, supposed to be LSU Purdue. I'm not even. I'm not going to say why this is a bad matchup. You know what it should have been? It should have been Clemson and USC. And why do I think that? I think both of these teams are overrated as fuck, and they would have played just to each other's level. It would have been. It would have been USC, and hopefully Caleb Williams would have been healthy. It would have been a great showing out of them boys. And they and would have started, of...
1: and Clemson would have started Cade
0: Klobick. Exactly, and you would have. You would have gone to war. Like these guys would have had just the most insane game you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I would have had a great time watching that. Moving on, we have the Cotton Bowl, which was supposed to be the uh, USC versus Tulane. Look, love UC. Uh, I mean, love Tulane. Love what they did this year. I don't think their defense can really match up with that Lincoln Riley squad, unfortunately. So, you know what I would have done? I would have put in Tulane versus Washington. Two, Washington, another top. 15 team in the country, played fantastic this year. I've only gotten better as the season gone out. Let Tulane play a Power 5 conference in a team like Washington, who is a little bit closer to them. Because my biggest issue is, is you match up two teams. That one team played great throughout the season. But the whole point of Tulane uh, playing great throughout the season isn't to match up against someone that's going to blow them out or that's severely better than them. No. Put them in a team. Put them against a team that was in a Power 5 conference that did well but didn't dominate their conference to see pretty much you get – you get like this uh, realization, yeah. You get a realization, a different perspective of what Tulane would have done in that conference. You get to see what how well Tulane would have performed if per se they were in the Pac-12. That's what you're kind of getting out of this. Lastly, one more game: our Orange Bowl, Clemson versus Tennessee. Not a bad matchup. As I don't like this
1: game, you put. I just I just noticed that I like this.
0: Yeah. Since we're already going to put Purdue in there because they were Big Ten champions. Why not put in the Sun Belt champion? Why not throw in Troy versus Purdue? We get to see our boy Marquise on the national stage. Oh, yeah. he gets to go out against this Purdue squad, which I think Troy has a great chance of winning this fucking football game. But
1: I'm pretty sure Troy's bowl game they have right now is a good ass game. Yeah, the, the yeah. Troy uh-huh. UTSA it's the USA versus Sun Belt Conference championship, 24 yeah. versus 25. That's a good ass game. Yeah,
0: that's solid. Um like I said, I'm always, in, I'm always in favor of kind of the David versus Goliath, not like super disparity, but I just mean like non-Power 5 versus Power 5 conference. I think that's the point of bowl season. You get to see your non-tailed by teams versus not the cream of the crop, but like the good, the strong opponents in those better conferences. I think this would have been a beautiful matchup. You know, Purdue's a solid, not great team. Troy played amazing this year. I think they deserve a chance to play a higher caliber team and kind of get to show out in that regard. Um, that's kind of how I wanted to see bowl season go down. Obviously politics play an aspect of every, in every sport. It's bullshit, but guess what? We are democracy. We are clocks on the stove. With that being said, Grayson, do you have anything to add before you leave us out?
1: I'm about a, I'm about to Amazon ship, a shot, shot, shot. What's his son's name?
0: Shooter, shooter, shooter. That's how they say it. Shooter Sanders, something shooter like that. Shooter
1: Sanders, Colorado jersey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to just get, like, uh, prime, like, Dion number one. Like just That'd be my, tough. That'd be tough. Or, yeah, or like, just Colorado get it full. Cool. Yeah, honestly, I might just get, like, a primetime Colorado jersey. Honestly, their color combo is hard as fuck. No, no, I their unis fun. are dude.
1: Everything about them is good except their football play. Yeah,
0: yeah, facts. Um, But, yeah, great season of college football. Still bowl season. We're not done yet. But we'll, we'll have, have a whole
1: stuff. pod. We'll have a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Most of you. Talk the so.